Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Barton Community College Cougar Clockcast. Alex Hamicky here with you today, joined by Trevor Rolfs, our athletic director here at, at BCC. You're heading into your 11th season as athletic director, but first, before we talk about all everything we're going to be dealing with in your 11th year, we think we need to decompress year number 10 a little, and for starters, You've been in, in, a, in a Dodge Challenger, a Chevy Camaro, a, a car that'll go zero to 60 in roughly three, three and a half seconds, right? Sure. All righty. So you would say that's a pretty good analogy to how last year's athletic season went having nothing going on in the fall semester due to COVID concerns, and then here in the spring semester having everything uh, pretty much throwing on the whole enchilada for the, for the athletic season in a sense. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it was a, it was a whirlwind for sure, but... Contrary to nothing going on in the fall, uh, there was always a tremendous amount of planning uh, going on for how we would handle the spring with all the sports getting moved by the NJCAA through the spring semester. And, and then we also had a lot of trial and error stuff in the fall, uh, you know, with when we were finally able to do some scrimmaging and, and uh, testing the protocols and how they worked and, and getting our teams acclimated to those kinds of things. As we moved into the fall, so or into the spring, the the fall was was certainly not not busy. It, it, it was busy, but then spring just uh, to your car analogy went crazy and fast, and uh, at times was certainly very challenging. I we have 22 sports, and there was about a two to three week lay over there uh, where we had about 18 sports going on all at the same time. And, and even with that change of schedule, we had a lot of our athletic teams that really succeeded. We had nine top ten finishes at the national level, women's bowling our national runner-up, second time in a row, and then the 58th national title coming to the Hill with men's outdoor track and field. From an, from an athletic standpoint, you know, how would you, you quickly sum up you know, how the accomplishments went for our teams this season? Really well, in a sense, considering we brought home another national title. Without question. And I said that on the radio show yesterday. We we take for granted uh, way too much, you know, our success. You know, it's kind of expected that we succeed. And for us to finish in the top three of the Natica Cup for the fourth sec fourth consecutive year, which measures your your athletic accomplishments at the regional and national level, uh, and to do that for the fourth consecutive year, finishing in the top three during the COVID year. And what we mentioned, all that being squeezed into the one semester is just an outstanding accomplishment. And we certainly have to give credit to the student athletes uh, who brought those championships and those, uh, those placings home at the regional and national level. But, you know, I give the majority of the credit to the coaches. Uh, I'm a firm believer in leadership. And, and uh, if you've got good leadership, uh, good things will happen. And... Uh, so as we talk about in your opening academics and athletics and, and social, which we can touch on the academics and social here in a bit, uh, looking directly at the athletic side of things, it, it was an outstanding accomplishment and, and a lot of credit to those kids and coaches. And, and you mentioned the academic side of things. Alongside the Cougars getting it done on the athletic side of things, they also took care of the academic side as well. Women's volleyball took the top spot with the highest GPA among all NJCAA team sports, not just the volleyball team champion, but the overall champion as well. Our men's golf team also added an academic championship, 
and 14 other squads were represented in, in, in earning NJCAA honors this past year. And you mentioned with all of the weird changes on the athletic side, there were also quite a few changes on the academic side as well. You had Zoom classes in there as well. You'd be thrown in quarantine for two weeks. Then you go from all in-person classes to all Zoom. You had a lot of shifting in between the in-person and the online format multiple times throughout the semester. I myself was thrown into a quarantine in the fall semester, and that, was, that wasn't fun making that switch. On an athletic side of things, you add in alongside your practices. What does that say about the dedication that our Cougar athletes have to getting it done in the classroom, especially with as weird of a year as last year was? Yeah, and as I mentioned yesterday about that too, it's, it's really a total team effort. Um, certainly the, uh, the challenges that, that the student athletes themselves had with everything that you just mentioned, uh, the coaches trying to work around those differing schedules and fusion classes and, 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 and online and sometimes at night and day. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. But you also have to give a lot of credit to the instructional side of things here at the college who uh, were able to help us uh, navigate through all that. And uh, I go back to, to the coaches' leadership and, and making sure that that's an important piece. Because it would have been – in a year like last year when things were just so crazy – it would have been really easy to just say, oh, let's just get through this. You know, if, if you don't do well academically, it's okay. And if we don't do well athletically, it's okay. And, and certainly things had to be put into perspective last year. But, but for the leadership from the coaches and the, the grit, uh, for lack of better words, from the student athletes, and then certainly the, uh, the, the whole thing encompassed and the instructional side and the college's dedication to our students, I think all that told uh, really, and leads to that every year, leads to our success in the, in the classroom. But through all of those challenges, a lot of credit needs to be given to a lot of different people. And switching from the past and now looking towards the future, we have a couple of coaching changes in the athletic department this year. Craig Fletchall retired after 16 years as the head men's basketball coach, most likely a Hall of Famer in a few levels. At the same time, Mike Baumas resigned after five years as the inaugural wrestling coach. A uh, couple, of, we mentioned those, those two have departed the program. Jeremy Combs will take over the head men's basketball job as he was at Neosho County for quite a long time. And then Brad Little, a former graduate assistant at Fort Hayes, will take over the wrestling position. What excites you the most bringing these two into the athletic department? First, before I go into that, I, I think it'd be remiss to not thank Coach Fletch and Coach Bombas for their time here. Um, you know, you, you are exactly right. Uh, Coach Fletch is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer uh, in the KJCC and certainly here at Barton. Um, and then, you know, what Mike was able to do with our wrestling program, taking it from nothing from and building it from the ground up and the success that he had. Um, I want to thank both of those guys uh, from the bottom of my heart. Junior college, you know, we, we were fortunate that Craig was here for a long period of time. You know, turnovers uh, kind of prevalent at the community college level. You know, sometimes you got to coach for a year or two. If they have success, you know, three, four, five maybe, and then they're on to bigger and better things. You just you just don't know how that's going to play out. So from the – we'll start with wrestling. You know, you you had Mike who built this this program, and, and uh, we got stature right away. Uh, the wrestling job is becoming a much more challenging job in terms of recruiting. Um, you know, there were five wrestling teams in the state of Kansas, all levels, uh, when we started wrestling. And now I think there's a dozen. 
Um, and so it, it certainly changed the recruiting uh, game and, and the pool of, of potential recruits that can help you win a national title and those kinds of things. Um, so, you know, Brad is, is coming from Fort Hayes, which is a little bit different uh, level and different scenario, different recruiting. Um, and, and he's, and, you know, he's got to try to continue to continue the success that Mike uh, built here, Coach Bombas built. So uh, we're very excited about Brad Little, you know, Mike himself. It's kind of ironic in both of these scenarios. Mike came from Fort Hayes when we hired uh, him, and then Brad also came from Fort Hayes. So um, both le learned under a guy that I'm, I'm very familiar with that I actually coached with at Pratt Community College in Chaz Thompson. Um, the former Fort Hayes State head coach. And, uh, you know, we've had good luck there. So we're hoping uh, for the same kind of results from Coach Little. And, again, it's, it's, it's a, just a different landscape right now uh, from a recruiting standpoint. So um, uh, we, we certainly hope that the Coach Little is going to get us back going and keep us uh, moving in the right direction. And then with the basketball job, certainly, you know, a flagship program at Barton Community College and to have Coach Fletch here for 16 long years, uh, that just doesn't happen very often at the community college level. But you see guys like Coach Fletch and Coach Eck uh, at Hutch who had been there a long time and in JUCO a long time. You know, Fletch and Coach Eck, you know, spent their entire careers outside of high school coaching at the community college level. So uh, we lost a lot uh, in both of those guys. And certainly Barton lost a lot. Uh, when Fletch decided to retire, and and so it was, you know, it was it was an important hire. Um, we're, we're very very excited about Jeremy Combs and what he brings to Barton Community College. Uh, we certainly believe that he's going to uh, continue in the successful paths that, that Coach Fletch built here, and really many coaches beyond Coach Fletch before him, um, and back in the day. And again, ironic that. Coach Little comes from Fort Hayes, like Coach Bomas did. And where was Jeremy? Or where was Coach Fletch before he came to Barton? Neosho. And where was Coach Combs before he came to uh, Barton? Neosho. So it's kind of really some irony there. And uh, again, we're we're excited and hopeful that Coach Combs is going to continue the winning ways here. One of the biggest changes this year, from an athletic standpoint, is that student athletes are allowed to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. It was a bombshell announcement from the NCAA over the summer. The NJCAA followed suit just a couple of days later, allowing students to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. How will this impact the Barton Athletic Department, and how have you guys prepared for it over the summer uh, with rather quick turnaround, only having a month and a half to implement anything before? having students arrive here on campus. Yeah, when you say bombshell, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good term to use because nobody was really prepared. Uh, I think they had been getting legal pressure at the NCAA level, uh, an immense amount of legal pressure. And, and uh, some of them have prepared. Some of them will be scrambling. Some of them continue to scramble. How much that will affect schools outside of the Power Five, I'm not real sure. There's there's just so much unknown here, Alex. It's it's one of those things where how is it really going to affect community college? We, we don't know. Um, we we don't know at all. Uh, and and what sports might be affected? You know, track comes to mind at Barton. You know, where we've had uh, many uh, Olympians come through Barton. Is that going to be a scenario that uh, we have to deal with and look into? You know, there were there was talk at uh, at our conference meetings. 
uh, in late July about you know how this was going to go and how it was going to affect and I can tell you there weren't a whole lot of answers uh, you know everybody's just kind of trying to grasp the concept I think it's going to be one of those deals that you know we're kind of going to take it as it comes and and figure it out as it comes and usually that's not a, that's not a good recipe um, but with the quickness of how they announced it and and we'll learn from the NCAA. You know, we'll be seeing situations and, and, and reading articles about different things and how things played out. And it, it just gets really dicey from a legal standpoint. Um, but as you said, the NJCAA has recognized uh, that change and will support that change. And, and how that really all plays out and how much that affects student-athletes that come to Barton really is a... Big, 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 wide open question. And my final question here for you, surprising it's it's this year and not the last, but we don't add any sports here at Barton this year. <laughs> last year we added eSports the year before. We added bowling. We've also added swimming and wrestling in years past. But nothing this year. It, it seems like you, know, you, you catch a break in a sense after the past two years. But there are some sports emerging on the horizon. Women's flag football is one of them. Uh, another archery, trap shooting are starting to become a little bit popular. Although we're not adding any new sports this year, in the future, what sports might be added here out on the hill and what new sports might Cougar fans be cheering on in, in years to come? You know, that's a really good question, Alex, and I don't have a really good answer other than the college is continuing to look at those, those sports. Uh, one that you didn't mention is women's wrestling. Another one is men's volleyball. Uh, you know, certainly two sports that we already have here. You know, you look at the flag football, we don't have a facility per se for that. Um, you know, the target shooting, not really anything on campus, but, you know, we've got Camp Aldridge as a possible option. Those are all things that are considered every year. Um, but we're full. So, you know, our dorms are, are pretty much full right now. And so you... You really have to look at, yeah, oh, it'd be neat to add this, and it'd be neat to add that, and we can probably attract more students. But what a lot of people don't realize is then you've got to have more advisors. You've got to have more housing. You've got to have more instructors. You know, How's that going to affect the training room, depending on uh, the sport? Uh, and we, we've outgrown our training room exponentially. Uh, weight room facilities. Um, I was in the weight room last evening at 8 o'clock, and, and, and it's new, and it's early, and teams aren't really – working to a weight room schedule quite yet, but there were people in there, it was just packed. So you have to consider much more than, oh, we could add some enrollment and we could provide some more opportunity for young people. That would be great. But you also have to look at all of those other entities um, and, and what kind of challenges are going to be created by bringing more folks to campus. And when you're talking about building buildings and facilities, you're talking about lots and lots of money. And so, uh, to your question, all of those things are always considered, and, and we looked heavily at those emerging sports, and we'll continue to look at that, but it's just not as simple as saying, yeah, we're going to add, you know, when we built that new dorm, you know, there was a commitment to that, and so, you know, there was always, always an underlying commitment to, you know, we're going to fill them, and, uh, and so... If we start talking about more, we're, we're busting at the seams in, in so many so many ways, 
like I just mentioned a few, you know, advising, athletic training. I mean, it, it gets way, that, that picture gets way bigger. And then you get to that, you know, having to build a new dorm, and you're, you're talking, you know, millions and millions of dollars. So uh, those things will continue to be reviewed. We'll kind of see. It was also a year with, with COVID where there were just so many unknowns. Enrollment was down for the first time in a long time, which it was pretty much for everybody uh, in the state of Kansas. And so just trying to get through and where we're at with COVID now and and what those conversations might look like and what those conversations might lead to uh, is probably down the road a little ways. Trevor, thanks again for joining us on this edition of the Clockcast, and thank you all for listening to our edition of the Barton Community College Cougar Clockcast.